0: What is going on? If you're listening just on audio, you can't see this beautiful thing in my hand. No, we didn't just have a baby, but our baby that, you know, God has placed this ministry in my hand 10 years ago. And here we go seeing the fruit of this. Guys, right now, we're, I'm showing, um, for those who are just listening, showing the book, Golly Dating 101. We finally have copies in our hands. We're so excited. We're so excited. It's not about being best-selling author, but I believe this book will change lives. I, and I know you're going to say, bias, you do not You don't write that well. Hey, maybe I don't. But I want you guys to understand that whatever it is that God placed inside of your heart, go for it. With everything inside of you. I believe that God has something inside of each and every one of us. And I'm just thankful for all you guys who already have pre-ordered. Guys, if you have not pre-ordered, invest in yourself. Invest in yourself, invest in a friend, and be sure to do that. So, for those of you who do not know, um, because I didn't announce it, I don't don't share too much of personal life, but I started nursing school. So, I'm in school now, which means I have zero time, you know? (laughs) Podcast comes way after God and family, you know? So, I have to keep priorities in order to stay focused, but the reason why I don't feel comfortable ending the podcast isn't you know like oh, okay, well it's a stream of income because I actually get paid to go to school. Um you know I was in the military for those of you who didn't know, but I know this is a tremendous resource. Um so right now, when it's like busier seasons, like right now it's a busy season because everything is coming at a fast pace. Um, right now I'll be doing shorter episodes and I'll be and yeah, the ones that I bring in guests, because we do have some guests lined up. It's just the scheduling keeps conflicting. Um, but for those episodes that we have with guests, will be a little bit longer. Um, right now, I'll be doing a lot more of questions that you guys submit, um, because to create a podcast, content is not just, oh, I got bored it's just talking out of my emotions. I try to dive into some scripture, try to use wisdom, you know, so I'm not leading people astray. Um, so today's episode, if you see by the title, we're talking about how to tell if a guy's interested i'll be very brief in that then i'll mention a couple other questions that i received via dm that i believe that we should ask so if you haven't already hey link in the description box pre-order that book so now ladies for those of you asking how do i tell if a guy's interested Um, i think a lot of ladies struggle with this because i believe a woman expresses herself emotionally way easier than a guy so it's easy for a guy he may be interested, and you never know. He may not say it. He may be afraid. He may not be the type to pursue. He may not be the type to put himself out there. I get all those things that, that come out, um, you know, come into being. But I will say this. The number one way to find out if a guy likes you is to ask him. You know, you're looking like, Tavares, that's not a deep spiritual revelation. nah. No, but it's, it's the most effective way. Because I've seen so many women, they become bitter. They become so angry. They become so so upset because they were talking to a guy for some weeks, some months, who knows, maybe even years, and he never, quote-unquote, pursued, but then he popped up engaged on a timeline. And these women are looking at it fuming because it's just like, we had something going. Why would you lead me on like that? Why would you make me get the impression that there's something going to come out of this when you knew you weren't that interested in me in the first place? And honestly, what I say to them is, I don't believe that somebody texting you is a is a form of interest. Texting a lot is a, is not a form of interest. Safa told, and I mentioned this on on the episode many a times, but there's probably somebody who's never heard it. But Safa made it clear that she was never gonna accept any of my pursuits until I verbalized that I was actually interested in pursuing after her, verbalized desiring towards going towards marriage. You know, so you have to be careful dealing with somebody whereas you have a feeling he likes you you know, especially you brothers that are listening, you can't allow the woman to just keep getting that wrong impression. Because if you're not interested, you should leave her alone before this woman gets her emotions involved. But ladies, if you're not sure, you need to get clarity. You know, because I think my wife would have made the right decision that if I didn't, um, you know, make it clear to her, she was just going to let me go. Because I think a lot of people we go in church and you know, obviously this is towards Christians, but a lot of times we go based off emotions and it's like, well, I believe it's God's will because we talk a a lot. No, maybe it's not God's will. You guys just talk so much that your emotions are telling you that. You know, so I need you to understand that before you start planning a wedding, before you start naming what the children are going to be, you've already picked out the dress, you've already determined um, how great this is going to be towards your future. You should probably ask them. Now, I know that's probably uncomfortable. I know a lot of women are not trying to have that conversation, but if you believe this guy's constantly reaching out, you believe he's constantly um, sending hints or constantly flirting or whatever, you need to be willing to, to ask this guy, yeah, well, what are we? Because, you know, I don't want to get the wrong impression. It seems like you're interested, but there are other times where I'm not sure because you've never said anything. So do you mind just clarifying? Um, if we're just friends or not. And to me, that that takes maturity. I don't believe that takes an insecure woman or a woman desperate for attention um, to ask that. I believe it's completely necessary that you do that. The second thing that you need to know um, in order to tell if a guy's interested is you have to pay attention to see if he's treating you differently. And I don't mean he's kind to you, he's a gentleman to you, he's he, you see the fruit of spirit um, when he's with you, but he's a complete jerk otherwise. He's completely rude otherwise. He disrespects everyone but you. I don't mean nonsense like that. When I look at it, I think about Jacob and Rachel. Whereas Jacob is speaking with Laban and he's like, yeah, they come to an agreement. I'll work for your daughter. He, he sees a woman that he loves. He's willing to work for only to have the father-in-law trick him, kind of like he did to Esau. You know, you ever heard of karma? You ever heard of you reap what you sow? Um, anywho. He did something, whereas he gave him the wrong sister because of the way the practices were. The older sister has to be married before the younger. And Jacob still turns around and agrees to work seven more years in order to get this woman. Now, Leah, in this story, she's a bit frustrated because her husband is always overlooking her. He's only worried about that woman She's producing kids and he's not worried about it. Now, I'm not talking about, ladies, you dealing with a guy who, who has another girl on the side. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the principle that it didn't matter what Leah had. It didn't matter what any other woman in the world had. He was willing to do everything he can to show his interest in Rachel. You said I have to work a few more years? All right. Well, the Bible made it clear that in in his eyes, that was shorter. Um, that seven years flew by because of his love for her. So you have to understand that when a man actually is interested in you... He will prioritize you. When he's interested in you, you will know it. You don't have to question it. You don't have to keep worrying, well, is he interested? Okay, well, I know he liked me because of some things he did today, but then he ghosted me for a week, and then he pops back up, and then he ghosted me. Like, you don't have to keep questioning if a guy's interested. Now, I, I believe that somebody, uh, yeah, the saying goes, effort is a reflection of interest. So if a guy's interested in you, you'll see that he's treating you differently, prioritizing you, trying to make you feel special. A third thing that I say in regards to guys, when they're when it's clear that a guy wants to show their interest, number one, well, not number one, but number three, his compliments aren't just about your looks. Now, sis, you could be the baddest thing on the planet. We get it. You know, you, you've got the best curves. you got the best face. You have the prettiest smile. You have all of those things. But does this guy value your character? Does he appreciate where you are spiritually? Does he, is he thankful that, you know, you're a woman of God, you're a woman of integrity, you're a woman of purpose? Does he try to diminish that? And if you're with a guy who's only, man, you're so beautiful. I mean, yeah, but that may show you what his mind is focused on. Now, I'm not saying any guy who compliments your looks is lustful. No, if you're a beautiful woman, you're a beautiful woman. You know what I mean? But you have to understand what is it that's attracting them to you. Is it a spirit of lust or is it because they see a kingdom type of relationship that they can form with you? Is it because they see more to you, are, uh, your humor, your character, your whatever it is that you're passionate about? Are they also um, willing to see your vision come to pass? Because if some people will marry you only assuming that you now support my vision, your dreams are dead. You know, so you have to be careful about that. You know, be sure that he's complimenting things like your compassion, your personality. All those things. Um, And the last thing I'll say about how do you tell if a guy likes you is his patterns prove it. Now, many of you have found yourself in situations whereas you knew he was great. But like I said in a previous, not too long after, you know, when I say he treats you differently, a lot of times you guys are settling for people who aren't consistent with it. Whereas he compliments you today, but tomorrow he's a jerk. I Meaning he's spiritual today, tomorrow he's lukewarm. They're this today, tomorrow is the next story. Oh, he loves me, he loves me not. Romeo Juliet type of thing. You know, Shakespeare. But I want you to understand that your patterns prove what really goes on. Because I believe that consistency shows what you're truly after. Any guy who's determined to get a woman is going to pursue after that woman wholeheartedly. He's not going to, well, I'll pursue her this week. Next week, I'll check. I'll check my schedule. Like that's not how guys operate, you know. So you have to understand that when they express interest, it's not something that you're gonna have to question. When the guys actually interested, that's not something you're gonna have to question. And now, quick word from our sponsor now work from my sponsor better help now a lot of us we take care of everything that's important to us we make sure we do all our maintenance around the home physical health a lot of us we're hitting the gym a lot of us we're, we're trying to eat the right things we're doing everything to support every other aspect other than our mental health And I believe that our mental health is something that should never be neglected. So that's the reason why I'm suggesting BetterHelp Online Therapy. I believe that when you speak to someone, because sometimes your friends may not know the right words to give you. Family members may give you the wrong advice, to be honest. Um, But when you speak to a lot of trained professional therapists, they're able to help you see what it is that you're truly dealing with and help you face that. And I believe that's another avenue that you can bring things to God in prayer about about things that you didn't even realize that you were struggling with. So I believe that is something that you will truly not regret if you take the time to speak with a a trained professional. So BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And by you being one of our listeners, our listeners will get 10% off their first month by going to betterhelp.com godly. As you see the link on the, on, the, on the screen and you'll see in the description box, that's betterhelp.com godly. Now back to the episode. Another question that I received that I'll be answering briefly on this is, at which point are scriptural debates with your partner more harmful than beneficial? I think um, I think it's a great question because a lot of times we get into relationships and, and I'm not one to say one denomination is better than the other. If your denomination is against scripture, then it's just false. You know, Paul made it clear in Galatians 1, I read on verse 8 through 9 for you guys. It says, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then you have received let him be accursed paul said hey we don't care if it was an angel we don't care if it was your favorite internet pastor we don't care if it was your favorite podcaster um whoever this person was if they're preaching another gospel than the one that you have found to be truth then we're not entertaining that let it be a curse that that doctrine let that belief system let that be a curse is leading people astray but i want you to understand this is not a matter of denominations and that's the reason I want to read that break, because I want—I don't want you to think I'm talking about denominations. But I want you guys to understand the principles because we understand a lot of these things are man-made. So what is it that the person actually believes? So I think it's harmful when one of three things happen. Number one, there's a disagreement on major things like salvation or how to raise a family. I told you guys before I met Safa, you know, when I was about, well, not before I met Safa, but before Safa and I were dating, probably when I was about 19 or 20 i i knew a girl who i thought she was great and i thought okay we're heading towards marriage you know if, if all goes well but i realized you know she started believing some things that were a little off for me so not out of a disrespect or not out of an argument but it was just a matter of i don't believe that that's truth you know i believe that you're under you know false teaching. So if we can't come to an understanding after going through the Bible together, then we just break it up. You know, it's not, it's not, I'm better than you or you're better than me, but the Bible makes it clear in Amos 3 and 3, can two walk together except they be agreed or unless they're walking in agreement because it's impossible for you to, to say you're um, dating someone. And I get that you guys may be having your spirit scriptural debate, like the person had said, but it's a huge issue when you guys aren't, are having a, are not having a discussion but you're having a debate. It's a huge issue when you're not coming to an understanding, but you see you two are believing two things that are that are possibly harmful towards your faith. You know, so you have to understand that there aren't many forms of salvation. Jesus says I am the way, the truth and the light. So we, we, we need to understand clearly that there aren't many ways for people to be saved. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. You know, God is not inventing many other ways. Jesus said except you be born again to Nicodemus, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of God. So it's not a matter of, you know, how people view it. But I think the number one issue is when you start seeing there are major things like salvation that you two are, are disagreeing on. And it doesn't make you or the next person right. But you have to understand that there has to be um, a a mutual perspective on the situation because I want to be able to raise my family and not question Well, what do they believe because mom was teaching Bible study this week? Or what do they believe because dad was telling them what to believe? No, like whoever is teaching the kids should be in alignment. So they're still believing the same truth that you guys are believing. The second thing I'll say when that scriptural debate or discussion is more harmful than good is when you're aiming to be right rather than to have unity. I think a lot of Christians, for whatever reason, like we're trying to show off our spiritual maturity and our our biblical wisdom and how we're so much better than everyone else. And we're pretending that we have it all together and we never have any questions. But to me, that doesn't look like we're aiming to have a a godly relationship. That looks like I'm aiming to prove my point. So, you know, so I don't believe that's what God's will is. Um, Titus three and nine says it like this, but avoid foolish questions and genealogy. Genealogies and contentions and starvings about the law, for they are unprofitable in vain. So, God's word shows us that there are certain conversations that can legitimately be pointless. Because if you guys aren't coming to a mutual understanding that helps you follow Christ, then why are we even debating this? Why is it such an issue? So, I would say it's a problem when you're realizing that you guys are not trying to say how can we serve God together, but you're trying to say you need to do it my way or you need to do it my way. I think the goal in every relationship is unity. Because the Bible mentions that the two will become one flesh. And that's not just sex. A lot of people use that to talk about sex. But no, God wants you to have spiritual intimacy, mental intimacy, emotional intimacy. All of that builds into one. It's not a matter of just physical sex at the end of the day. God wants um, unity in the marriage. And the last time I'll say when it's um, harmful, um, more harmful than beneficial with these scriptural debates is when you're debating the validity of the word. Now, I mean, that's just common sense. Some people try to push your boundaries and then manipulate scripture. You know how the devil try to tell Jesus, well, well, if you're the son of God, then, you know, turn these stones into bread. Well, cast it, you know, you know, jump off of the mountain. You know, God will raise you up. You know, trying to find stuff, you know, oh, prove, prove what you really say. And I believe that's what the devil does with us. You know, he tries to manipulate the word or try to tell us, well, God's word doesn't really mean that. I know too many people who claim to be Christian, well, I love God, but you see that part right there? Yeah, I ain't with that. No, you either believe God's word or you don't. You know, But the enemy wants us to believe that we can just use God's word for salvation, but not use it for how we live. He wants us to use the Bible to be saved, Jesus to be Savior, but not to be Lord, to have no control over how we believe or how we act. All right, I was just on an extremely long delay because the lawn guy decided to interrupt me again. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this up. I told you guys I'm going to start making these short. And the last question I had that I will be willing to answer is this. Marry someone asks, can you marry someone who's heavily influenced by parents? I thought I made an episode about that. Um, But if I didn't, I would say no. That is a a horrible idea unless, number one, parents are also pastors. Um, Two. I think it's good if the parents are, you know, spiritual leadership, they're great guidance. My parents are, especially for us. Um, her parents are, you know, so it's not like I'm telling you a person needs to abandon their families, you know. But I say the person must be willing to leave and cleave. Genesis 2, 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and he shall be one flesh. A man can't be one flesh with his spouse or even a woman with her husband if they're leaning on their parents more than the spouse. We cannot allow outside sources. And I know a lot of people are willing to ignore friends, some friends, but then still hold on to the parents' voice. Listen, many of you have wise parents, godly parents, but that means they should have been training you to know who to marry. So if you're marrying somebody, ladies, and you can't trust his leadership, you shouldn't have married him. And guys, if you're marrying a woman and your mom is still controlling your life, you're not ready for marriage, so that's just my opinion on it. You guys, let me know in the comment section below. Um, for those of you who were willing to wait until the end, I'm sorry that I made this quicker. I do love you guys. Under 20 minutes, wow, record! But you see this beautiful thing? This should be in your. This should be on your bookshelf. You should be buying this for someone you know. Someone you know, whether they're single, dating, married, or engaged, you still need a resource to teach people. So love you guys. I'll be seeing you next week. And next week, I believe we have a guest. So stay tuned for something more professional and more fun. Peace.